And this is Edward Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. Today, five ways to make him fall in love with you. And right out front, I just want to call this what it is. It's, it's an epidemic. Men call and they plan and they text and they pay and they say the nicest things and they wow you in bed and they talk about a future. And then A, they ghost or disappear entirely. B, they do the slow fade, kind of slowly pulling away over the course of a couple weeks or months. Or C, they're technically your boyfriend, but they don't make remotely the effort that they made in the beginning. And the first two hurt right, when a guy poofs on you, but I wrote a book called Why He Disappeared, right? It explains exactly why that happens. For me, the harder thing, if I were in your shoes, the harder thing to fathom is why a good boyfriend would suddenly start taking you for granted and treat you poorly, even though he professes to care about you. So the easiest way to look at it is that people treat, people, people take things for granted, right? Um, no matter, no matter what it is, anything, your, your car, right? You buy a car and the first few months of your, you know, you have your car. And if there's a nick on the side of the car, you're going to go get that thing fixed. Um, but if you've been driving your car for 10 years and you got a hundred thousand miles on it, car gets nicked, nicked in the parking lot. It's not a big deal. Uh, nor are you even inclined to patch it up after that nick. It's like, oh, there's a, there's another one. So this is the way humans are. Right? We, we, we get excited about things and then the thrill wears off and then we start to take it for granted. Uh, in my book, Believe in Love, I refer to something called, and I didn't make this up, it's called the normalization of deviance in which broken behavior becomes so commonplace it becomes the new normal. Um, and this happens all the time in relationships and it does not take 10 years and 100,000 miles to do so. Uh, the normalization of deviance can take place in three months just as easy, easily as it happens in three years. The point is to recognize it when it's happening and to never normalize it, right? If you start to be mistreated or neglected, that is something that needs to be communicated. You need to set those healthy boundaries in a warm, positive way and teach your man how to please you since he's not always going to be a mind reader, uh, not always going to be as sensitive to your needs as you are going to be sensitive to your needs. And if he's a good guy, he's going to take that under advisement. And if a guy fails to please you, you must have the courage to leave. Right? Must have the courage to leave, even if you love him, even if you put in years of time together. Otherwise, you're ultimately the enabler. Right? You're the person who's complaining he's not treating you well, but you don't insist on any consequences for him not treating you well. He still gets away with it, right? To be distant, uh, abusive, critical, whatever. <clears throat> so once you can adopt this philosophy, I know this is a little turn from where the title was, but it's important. Once you can adopt this philosophy, I call it being a CEO, the CEO mentality, in which you fire any male intern who's underperforming at the office, you will never again accept a man who fails to make the proper effort for you. You'll either have a guy who values his job with you and realizes he has to keep up the effort to be worthy of being your partner, right? Or you, see, you have a guy who sees relationship maintenance as sort of a hassle and an inconvenience to be thoughtful to you. Well, in a good relationship, and that's what we're here for, not a relationship, a 
a good relationship, good relationships are not hassles to men because good men want to make their good women happy. But that doesn't always mean that we do. And that gets us into the meat of today's Love You podcast. Because we can spend a full hour, a pointless hour, <coughs> detailing all the ways in which men disappoint you. They're perpetually late. They don't plan. They're selfish. They're cheap. They're busy. They don't listen. They're not expressive with their feelings. They don't want to talk about your feelings and so on. And it's all true. Right? We're not sweeping any of that under the rug. And as I will remind you for the umpteenth time in the year and a half I've been doing this podcast, if you can't accept a man as he is at this moment, right now, dump him. Cold dump him. Find a guy that you can accept, as opposed to feeling perpetually aggrieved that he doesn't act exactly according to your desires at all moments. Right? That's hard. Uh, you know, the, the, the goal is not to accept him. The goal is to change him, to make him into the man you want to be. He's got so much potential. Can't he just be someone else? Right? The perpetually late guy. Can't he just suddenly be on time? The guy who's, you know, who's always between jobs. Can he just be employed? No. No, we can't. That's not who he is. So find another guy. But that's not what this podcast is about. This is when you do have a great guy in your hands. I want to offer you five things that you can do to ensure he makes a great effort. Right? This is how you bring the best out of your boyfriend. And by the way, before I get started, because I've been doing this for a long time, I want to preempt all ridiculous criticism of, of what I'm about to say. We need to, to, to bookmark this, this moment so, so I don't have to repeat it later. First, by telling you what you can do better does not mean that I'm not acutely aware of what men can do better. Right? I already acknowledge men's flaws up front. The thing is, I'm a coach for women. And as such, the only thing I can do, right, is offer constructive advice to you on how you can do things better, not how your boyfriend can do things better. Second, by telling you what you can do better does not mean you're supposed to put up with unacceptable behavior. Remember, we're starting from the place that you've got a good guy on your hands, not a lying, cheating, abusive user slacker, right? If you got one of those, let him go. But if you have a good guy, do these five things and you're gonna have an amazing relationship. Number one, give him a break. As I said, he's doing the best he can, always. He's not trying to hurt you, ever. So if he does something you don't like, try to assume the best intentions instead of the worst ones. Because even the most benign behavior can lead to a silly argument. He compliments your hair and you get angry at him for not noticing that you cut it last week or you think it means that he compliments you now that therefore he didn't like your hair before or he does the dishes after you cook and he doesn't scrub them the way you would or put them away in the exact same manner to which you're accustomed or he's in a bad mood and <clears throat> he doesn't want to talk about it so as not to bring you into his own personal work drama but since you like to talk about your work drama you keep asking him what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and then you get upset that he doesn't want to share his feelings. And suddenly, this turns into an attack on how he's emotionally shut down, right? Instead of just a simple, I don't want to talk about it. Or he goes out on a Saturday night to play poker with his guy friends, and you get annoyed that he's not hanging out with you as if this act is a referendum on your entire relationship. Here's the best way to be a girlfriend. Assume he loves you. Assume he didn't want to hurt you. If you feel hurt, take a moment to think about why you feel that way. 
Did he do something aggressive to harm you? Or are you reading into something that is innocuous out of some form of insecurity and thereby ensuring that he will fail your shit test? So what I know is that I could hand you the perfect man and he will still do stuff that annoys you every single day. So the question is not whether he's going to bother you or do something you don't like, it's how you are going to deal with it. Number two, <clears throat> be a yes person. Nobody likes the word no. Nobody likes the word no, you included. Hopefully you've chosen a boyfriend who's a giver, not a taker. If you've chosen a taker, dump him and find yourself a giver. Now, you have a giver boyfriend. Ask yourself, are you saying yes as much as possible? And if saying yes feels wrong to you, if me telling you to say yes feels wrong to you, wouldn't you want a boyfriend who does the exact same thing? Right, you say, want to visit my parents? And he says, yes, dear. Want to come to see a Dylan concert? Yes, dear. Want to stay in on Sunday and snuggle with a movie? Yes, dear. Want to take an exciting trip to Paris next year? Yes, dear. Want to give me a foot rub before bedtime? Yes, dear. If you want a guy who says yes to you in the name of love and trying to be the most generous boyfriend ever, doesn't it stand to reason that he would like the same exact treatment? So if he says, want to throw a Super Bowl party for my friends? Want to go camping and whitewater rafting? Want to have a quickie before we go out tonight? Want to see if you like playing this video game with me? Want to come to the new Star Wars on opening night? The answer is yes. Now, I acknowledge that yes isn't a magic word. It's not foolproof. One always needs to have boundaries. But if it doesn't cost you anything to say yes, then say it. It is exactly what you want your partner to do for you. So the least one could do is practice what you preach. Good couples, healthy couples, the couples that you want to emulate, say yes 95% of the time. And the goodwill built up from saying yes all the time is that the 5% of the time that you have to say no becomes easily negotiated. If you say no all the time, you become that couple that ends up keeping score about who did what to whom and when. You don't wanna be that couple. <clears throat> Number three, accept him in full. All these things we're talking about, these different preferences, they're a part of who he is. Whether he likes video games or hot dogs or being introverted or extroverted, the guy you're with is pretty much a fully formed product before he got to you. He's not in some form of beta testing. He didn't ask for a consultant from the outside to tell him everything he's doing wrong. Like you, he's looking for someone who believes in him and thinks he's great the way he is. Not because of his flaws, but in spite of them. You want him to stop talking to pretty women at parties? Sorry, well, that's the same charismatic guy that you fell in love with. You want him to stop working so hard? Sorry, that's the same entrepreneurial work ethic that has afforded you both a quality lifestyle. You want him to stop mentioning politics at dinner parties? Sorry, his passion and his opinions are part of the package that you purchased. Again, this is not to excuse blatant misbehavior. This is to acknowledge that if you're waiting two to three years to get married, like I recommend, the guy you're left with is going to be a lot like the guy you dated, right? <laughs> the man you plan to marry, it's not going to be appreciably different than the guy you've been dating for two, two and a half, three years, right? Expecting him to change is somewhat of a folly. If you think he's going to reform on your behalf, you're setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment, and he is going to feel a lot of resentment that he has a wife, partner, who doesn't accept him as he is and wishes that he were someone else. 
The only way to have a happy relationship is for full acceptance. Number four, <clears throat> stop doing his job. I know you're a smart, strong, successful woman. You can do anything and you should when you're single. But if you have a partner and you are so competent and opinionated that your boyfriend can't do anything himself, you're gonna discover a couple of things. A, competent, confident, masculine boyfriends are not gonna to wanna to stick around. You may not intentionally be emasculating him, but when you take over all aspects of the relationship, what exactly is left for him to do? You researched the restaurant on Yelp and you went on Rotten Tomatoes to choose the movie and you came up with the time that worked for you and you told him what time to pick you up. You don't have a boyfriend anymore. You have a chauffeur who may pay for you, right? And when you have a guy whose only place in life is to take orders, <clears throat> what you're left with is a man who has no interest in taking responsibility for anything. And the guy who's perfectly comfortable letting you take total control. And that man is also known as a child. And I can assure you, while it's somewhat fun and gratifying to be the boss, it's not great to have to date a child. And as always, right, I'm making these big blanket statements. This isn't an either or, an all or nothing. But there's an obvious downside to being the woman who makes all the decisions. You may get your way, but you will not get much of a guy. Let him pack the car. Let him drive to your mom's house. Let him do the grilling. The consequence of not giving him anything to do autonomously is far greater than the consequence of letting him do some things that you don't exactly agree with. Men, our nature is to want to do things for you. We show love by doing, by giving, right? It's why we try to fix your problems instead of just listening to them. It's why we embrace chivalry, even though it's somewhat of an anachronistic concept. If a man's love language is acts of service, and he's not allowed to do them, or he's constantly told that he's doing them wrong, how ever is he going to show his love? And finally, <clears throat> appreciate him. Appreciation, that's our reward for everything. We don't need you to kill the bug. We want you to say thank you. We don't need you to make a big deal about Valentine's Day. We want you to say thank you. We don't want you to take us out to a fancy dinner. We want you to say thank you. Like everything else I've said, this is largely a gender neutral statement. We all want to be appreciated, which is why I thank my wife for doing my laundry or encouraging me to take a night out with my guy friends or for handling the kids all day, which is her responsibility. I thank her anyway. But it's so much easier for us to focus on the ways in which we feel unappreciated. The harder part, right, because we all feel a bit unappreciated by our partners. The harder part is to take the time to appreciate your partner for all the little things he does that are rarely acknowledged. Nothing will make him feel better about your relationship than letting him know he's doing a good job. Because men never feel like we're doing a good job. And nothing will make him feel worse than constantly telling him how much he's falling short. Praise, right, however you think of it, right, whether you think it's fragile male ego or whatever, praise is the fuel that keeps us going. A thank you for making the bed, or for walking the dog, or for being extra nice to your sister. Right? It's like pouring water onto a garden that needs tending. You may not be able to transform your boyfriend into a different man, but using the five tips that I just mentioned in this podcast, you can ensure that he will never have a better girlfriend. So, 
Thank you so much for joining me here on the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. On ne- next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about sex. So you better be there to participate. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And best of all, I give away the most free dating and relationship advice on www.evanmarkkatz.com. Give me your name and email address, and I will help you get the love that you deserve. See you again next week on the Love You Podcast.